Hey everyone, Al here. So as you can see from the title of this mini-episode, and the fact that it's a mini-episode, I don't have the next part of the Infinity Countdown coverage ready yet. And, well, I want to be honest with you. It's my wife's fault. It is. See, at night sometimes, you know, after working, doing, you know, doing, both of us doing stuff around the house, everyone likes to unwind. You know, she watches some TV sometimes. And sometimes it's a show that I don't care about. Last night she was watching American Horror Story. I don't care about American Horror Story. I was able to get stuff done. Sometimes it's a show I like that we both watch, but she's re-watching episodes that I've watched not too long ago. So it doesn't really matter as much. You know, maybe I'll catch a few minutes here and there, but for the most part I can skip it. But recently she's been on a specific kick. She's been re-watching Buffy and Angel. Ooh, that's a tough one for me to turn down. Not only are both of them some of my favorite shows, but it's been a couple years since I rewatched them. So they're not as fresh in my mind as some other shows would be. So I've been kind of getting sucked in. But it's her fault for putting them on. Not my fault for knowing I could watch them later because they're on Hulu. And I could watch them anytime I want. No. Not my fault. If I say it enough times, you'll believe it, right? Good. Here's the new plan. Part 5 is supposed to be up on tonight, Sunday the 8th, and then Part 6 was scheduled to come out on Sunday the 22nd. Right now, about two-thirds of the way, working, getting Episode 5 ready. So here's the new plan. Instead of killing myself to try and get it out in the next few days, which I might not do anyway, I'm going to push it back a week. I can get it done in a week and put that out on the 15th. Hopefully I should be done with that by this Friday. And then I can get started on part six, and hopefully then maybe not have it done for the 22nd, but the 23rd or 24th at the latest. And then the next episode will be coming out on October 6th, and that gives me enough time to get that done. Hopefully it'll work out. And don't worry about the evil distraction, because we already watched Angel, and we're about 18 or 19 episodes into season seven of Buffy. So there's only like three or four to go anyway. So within a night or two, it's over and done with. I mean, unless I get sucked into reading the comics. Which might happen. But no, this is the plan. It's a good plan. I like this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Hopefully it works. But before we finish up, let's get an email out of the way. Just so we don't wait too long before we read any of them. This one is from David Spotforth. Came in on August 8th, titled, The Show That's More Fun Than Brown Eyeing. <laughs> Hi Al, just listened to the Pip the Troll cast, i.e. episode 92 on Warlock 12. You read my email out this episode, so I figure since I'm slowly catching up that I should send you another note. I was really confused when I read the Star Thief stories after this issue. When Warlock saw the stars disappearing, I thought it was Thanos' doing. After all, he already said last issue he was working on a stellar genocide project. And yes, David, you're right. It is kind of a little weird that we go right into 13 and 14, which is Star Thief taking away the stars. And then shortly after that, when the series ended, when we get back to Thanos and Adam, when we cover Avengers Annual and the Marvel 2 1 Annual, Thanos will be doing a similar project. <laughs> I mean, but realistically, it's been like two or three years since he, between those stories. So maybe Starlin just forgot. Anyway, back to the letter. You were talking about how much of the Magus' 5,000-year history survived after Warlock erased his own future. 
I kind of think the whole 5,000 years of the Universal Church still happened, at least in a general sense. Warlock 11 even touched on it at the end. The Magus' Universal Church was gone, but another church was there instead. So the time stream probably fixed things up so that there weren't that many changes to the timeline. But as Pip said, at least it ain't you this time. As to whether characters Warlock killed, like Autolycus, still happened, that one has very strange implications. We know from the Starlin annuals that their souls are still in the Soul Gem, so Warlock's own timeline actions aren't changed. But are they still alive in the new timeline? Are they walking around with their souls detached in some way? Or do they have duplicate souls? That's a very interesting question, and I'm not sure about that. Um, I wonder if some of it's being touched maybe a bit on the current Thanos miniseries. I don't know if anyone's reading that. But the Magus is in it, so that's an interesting thing. Alright. As to Starlin's plan for Warlock's future death, new Marvel comics in the mid-1970s didn't tend to last long. Even a good run of Warlock probably wouldn't last more than 20, maybe 30 issues. Starlin probably knew that an offbeat series like Warlock probably was going to be cancelled at some point, so I reckon he was going to string out the Warlock series for as long as he could, and then, once he knew the last issue was coming, he would show the death scene at the end. But of course, the end came sooner and more suddenly than he could plan for. Makes sense. I do love the Friends and Enemies section. It's really starting to bring back memories of the comics I bought off the spinner racks at the time. Some thoughts, if you can remember the conversations from three months back. Actually, at this point, it's probably a little longer. <laughs> Captain America and the Red Skull and the mystery of the fake Red Skulls from the first couple of Golden Age appearances. It was actually Stan and Jack who set up the false Red Skull thing. They retold the original Red Skull story in an early Tales of Suspense issue, but then, when they reintroduced the skull a couple of issues later, the skull revealed that the earlier skull was an imposter. It makes me think about the Red Skull that appeared in the Land of Death in Captain America's Weird Tales number 74 in 1949. Was that Dead Skull the imposter one from the first appearance? That I don't know. I haven't really read that one, actually. So, But possibly. It makes sense. I mean, just based on what I, little bit I know, which is basically what you've told me. <laughs> All right, back to David. I love that Spider-Man vs. Firelord story you mentioned, but as you said, the issue of Thor that came out in the same month really needed a half-page battle between Thor and the Vulture to make things fair. Long live the Liberty Legion. I adored Roy Thomas's Invaders, and this Liberty Legion really dug deep into timely history. The Wizard and Miss America I could understand, but Blue Diamond? That guy had two appearances in the dregs of Daring Mystery comics. Incidentally, the DC Miss America was actually an import from Quality Comics. The Quality Miss A had about six appearances in 1941 before vanishing into obscurity, two years before the Timely Miss America was created. Still, I think the Quality Miss America might have had the distinction of possibly being the first superheroine with actual powers. I do keep meaning to comment on your German pronunciation. One of the German words for the, D-I-E, is pronounced D, not die. As in kill. I have a German wife who would wince at your pronouncing of the German titles. To be fair, I know plenty of Americans who wince at my Engl English, so, you know. I'm an equal opportunity wincer. And finally, if you haven't yet, you really must read the Tomorrow's Implosion book. I hadn't realized, obvious now, that Marvel was caught by an implosion too. There was a mass of Marvel cancellations in late 1978, early 79. The only reason the DC implosion was infamous is because they all had their house ads hilariously shouting DC explosion just one month before. All the best, David. Thank you again for the letter, David. And just something I've been noticing, 
when I actually have original issues to read for some of these things recently, Marvel house ads say Marvel Explosion as well. So it's still kind of funny that it's the DC Implosion is the one that's really known, but yet Marvel had one. Because they were even saving Marvel Explosion. Maybe their implosion wasn't as bad and that's why it was a smaller one. I don't know. I guess I should read that book to learn more because I want to read that book anyway. There's just too many really awesome books about comic history out there, including the brand new one that just came about Gardner Fox. All right, that is it now. Fingers crossed. Next Sunday, a brand new episode. A full episode. The real episode. Hopefully. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.